Creak. But the studio has got a lot of leather in it. Today. It's in the leather studio. It's it's in the, the dungeon studio. Yeah, I mean, the, the rubber studio wasn't available. The dungeon in which I um, formerly kept my neighbour Ben yes, has now been converted into an all-leather studio. That's at. right. So we're, we're, we're here at the moment on episode 58. Nick's wearing exclusively leather. Exclusively leather. Uh-huh. Well... The, what I am wearing is... Leather. Well, a leather thong and yeah. some leather um, tassels across his nipples. Well, yeah, no, no those are leather, yes. yes. I mean, they, they look like they're rubidium, but in fact they're leather. Across your leathery nipples. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, episode 58 today. Uh-huh. And the topic is... What are we doing to protect... Our cricket greens. Our English cricket greens. Our English cricket greens. It's a timely topic. It is. Okay. I have brought with you today a flask of coffee. A champagne flute. I like to drink coffee out of a plastic flask. I've noticed that. Yes. But instead of the coffee, why don't you enjoy a champagne flute? I must admit, I had a little sip of this before because it was quite full. Mm. Oh dear. It's celebratory liquid. It is. It's Welch's. <laughs> Whenever Nick gets Concord. excited, he, he put, produces some celebratory liquid. Yes. And we like to drink it. Everywhere this colour, I That's right. worry. It's dark, sort of mauve. It is. And it's Welch's Concord grape soda. What are we celebrating with this mass produced fizzy pop? The 58th episode of Rum Doings. And what else? The 15th month of your daughter's existence. And the very first time that you have... <laughs> For the first time. But not the last. The, my practice run, a rehearsal run. Yes. I have proposed to a woman. You got it right this time, rather, yes. than, rather, rather than bacteria or a curtain, you proposed mm-hmm. to a woman. <laughs> a woman. And what did the woman say? It took a long time to get over the knockback from that curtain's refusal. Yes. Um, to recover myself. She agreed. She agreed. Do you know what the curtain said? curtain said no i'm quite happy just hanging out on my own that's right and then that's what the curtain said then i was like but curtain i thought i'd pulled <laughs> see we're good and then the curtain said i'm just gonna close this off that's before right you take it any further i said i want you to drape yourself across <laughs> me <laughs> see, don't start this game we're above this sort of thing yes we are <laughs> and then you're know, the drape said the drape said it's curtains for you and you said yeah i was hoping it would be that's why i proposed that's yes, right. that's right. It's almost that almost works. It's curtains. And neither of us said the obvious, and that makes me proud. Yeah. I don't like to chink, as you know. Well, let's chink anyway. I don't like to, it. Stop, to stop like your it. racism. Ugh. There we go. And I just hate the Chinese. Yeah, I know. So do I. <laughs> I like it at the same time as recognizing that it's absolutely revolting, mm. which is a good combination. But I do, yes. I do like it. Mm. It's 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 a. Flavour of grape that you don't get in the United Kingdom. The United Kingdom grape Nor is, is that kind of grapes. Is that kind of white? Yes, but is that no, Concord so. grapes are more okay. like it in America. There's little black Concord grapes. Hmm. It's like it's appropriately artificial. It would be mm. wrong if it actually right. tasted of something good. So, how did your proposal go? Good. Did well, you take her on the Orient Express? Did you take her up a mountain? I took her up a mountain. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. And did you? Did you? Yeah. I. We were in the car park of a service station 
yes. on the M4. Right. Um, and, and, I, and you bought her a pack of Pringles, smashed found, your hand through one of the ring. Pringles and said, here's your ring. I found a ring. No, in you the smashed your hand through a Pringle. I didn't do that because that would be more like a bracelet. Yeah, that's true. And I thought, well, I may as well since we're here. Since we're in... In this place that's so important, the special place. <laughs> yes. the, the memory services. Yes. Yes. And um, I said, so what do you reckon? So the last time I was here, I killed a prostitute. That's right. This, this is the very site. And to commemorate that, in a sense, I'm going to make you my prostitute for free. Let me just put this ring on your finger. <laughs> That's right. Now you're mine forevermore. That's right. So now I own her. And you, she will obey you. She's promised to love and obey me eventually. She, she will obey you. She will obey every, my every command. <laughs> Only if you say Simon says. <laughs> That's right. We have a giraffe called Simon. Right. And so that would work quite well. Good. I'm glad. So what actually happened? Um, I took it. There's a place in Bath. What led? I mean, how long had you been planning the exact oh. thing? The exact things that you would do on your romantic proposal? Uh, let me just work it out. It would be between picking her up from the house and the beginning of planning two hours. Right. So what do you say? Mm, you know, I might as well just propose today. No. Well, I've been planning <coughs> to propose for a long time, and there was a plan to do it on Boxing Day, but that went mm. awry for a number of reasons. Um, and so then I. Because I'd previously not planned to order a ring, but thought it would be a better idea for her to choose one. But then I said, no, no. Tish and Fipsy to that, I thought. Mm. And um, with the help of your good lady wife, um, found one I thought was absolutely lovely, which Which, contained no diamonds. Why did you not want diamonds? All ladies love diamonds, and you're not a a proper man if you don't buy them a diamond. You're You're not actually engaged. You're no catch. I clearly not. I didn't want to buy her the bloodstone. No. But, um, uh, but diamonds are very pretty, what with their... What with their bland, glass-like appearance. <laughs> it's yeah. just, you can't tell it apart from glass unless you wear a special <laughs> eyepiece. It's so beautiful. Yes. Um, or you can have colour, turns out, in the in But those cost more. Jewels. Yeah, no, but... They must cost a fortune, mustn't they? Yes. Yeah, Do you know what? The same ring that I got with diamond yeah. and white gold costs seven times more. <laughs> yes. <laughs> A little, and look, a little bit less than seven times, but no, yes, it was about that. And also looked worse. It looked a lot worse. Yes, because you didn't have the pretty colour. Yes, exactly. It's so bland. Let's and imagine if you said you can have this monochrome monitor that looks a bit glassy mm-hmm. for seven times the price of this one that has pretty colours <laughs> in it. That's right. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, is it? Is it? Is it absolutely worthless? Because then I want to pay the seven times more, please. Yes. I hope it's something that if I put it in a flame would turn into the coal that it is. I really wish everyone would just agree to just ignore this nonsensical De Beers scam of diamond being required for an engagement. It only started in the 50s. Well, I, no, but I wish that that's all it had been. You know, if it were just the engagement, there would be a little ghetto which we could then close right. the gates on. But now they're starting to actually appear in wedding rings, which until now were mm. pure gold bands. And of course... De oh, yes, decorated set with. Yeah, De Beers now need to get rid of more of these dusty little diamonds. And then they've invented eternity rings with these tiny, tiny little um, right. sugar grain diamonds that they sprinkle all over them because they had a glass of those. They didn't know what to do with them. Yeah. And they weren't good enough for building sanders, which is what <laughs> yes, right. should have been done. So they invented whole new forms of commemorative jewellery that suddenly require diamond. I hate jewellery. I really, <coughs> really actually have a almost physical reaction of, of mm. disgust to jewellery. So when so deliberately buying a ring felt a but, really but strange But you bought it, you paid less for the ring, but you also 
thought about it more. Oh, that I, it was uh, it was a, it, a well it, designed, yes, it, it did cost a design, less hand design. It was, it was a hand designed piece, hand, as handmade, well. mm. um, and a really lovely. And I just thought it suited her, and it was a, it was a great ring. I thought, wow, but did she like it? Well, no, don't spoil it. Shall, I shall spoil the surprise. So, so, so well, you, you, you got this, your ring. I ordered this, and it was made. And the lady who makes them, we should plug them actually. Everyone mm. should go to Wexford Jewelers. And they they do seem um, good. They seem very good. And the lady who made. And I have to be honest, I like you. Because Thanks, Nick. I, I like you. <laughs> I know. I like you. Have I've already engaged. Sorry, <laughs> we, we, you become a Mormon, a gay, a gay Mormon. I like. I, I like Probably. you. Have a just have a distaste for um, the the traditional sort of jewelry, and I also it annoys me. Mm-hmm. But Anne Victoria was showing me a number of different jewelers' sites when we were trying to find one that right. would be good for you, and most of them go. Oh, Mm-hmm. But this is one of the few where you actually look and you go, well, actually, no, that's quite an attractive item. And it's, that's, it's a novel yeah. shape. It's got those twists <coughs> and chains, and even the band around the base of the finger is, has some strange twists yeah, exactly. and design so, to it. So it had, it had interesting curlicues, and it was handmade, mm-hmm. and some thought had gone into it. But so, so the lady made it. The lady made it, and, she, and then she made one very well, big said, mistake. She, well, no, yeah, she, she trusted. Well, let me finish first. She, she, she told me there was a three or four week backlog, and she had none of these made. So, and you um, wanted it in time for Boxing Day, if you could. No, no, this was post. After, box, yeah. This was now post Boxing you wanted, Day, but you wanted it for um, the beginning of January, didn't you? And yes, ideally. And so I was hoping for like middle middle January. But really. she had a, she had an order backlog, and she did, well, yes, indeed, mm. she had three or four week wait. So I said that's fine. And then I let her know it was for an engagement ring. So could she just tell me when it's likely to be made? Yeah. In order that I can plan around that. Yeah. And she and the next, I didn't hear back from her, but that's on the fourth of January. So almost straight away, there was a delivery email. Arrived, so obviously she must you've have been shunted to the front of the queue, yeah. the queue very kindly. Mm. Um, by the twenty, uh, on about the fifteenth, I emailed her to ask when she thought it should arrive, and she said, "Well, if it hasn't arrived by the twentieth, let me know." And on the twentieth, there was still nothing, and she got in touch with the royal, the U.S. mail service. See, they're office. not royal. That's why they're not. They're good. not royal at all, and they had. Um, they said, oh, it's on a boat on his way to him, which was an obvious lie, because they said it left their shipping in, on the 4th of January. Right. So I'm not sure what they did for 16 days to get to this boat. But, <laughs> yes. um, clearly it was never coming. And so, amazingly, she started a brand new one for me and sent it by... Uh, she said she sent it by UPS, but in the end she just sent it by the same US Postal Service, <laughs> but express mail rather All than right. uh, regular mail. And it arrived within about four days, and there you go. That's good. So you got your ring, and then you thought mm-hmm. might as well... Get the deed over with. I was like, yeah, well, since it's here, I may as well. Yeah. Um, well, no, I was trying to think when I, I was trying to plan when to do it, and her parents are down this weekend, so that wouldn't be good timing. And then it was Valentine's Day the weekend after that, and I was thinking that's a bit corny. Yeah, that's awful. Um, you, it wouldn't be terrible if you got engaged on Valentine's Day with a big diamond engagement. Oh, awful. If anyone and did a that, red rose. If anyone listening did that divorce right now, you yes. have to get divorced. Yes. Or if you anyone, can remarry, but you have to start over. Or if anyone demanded that, mm-hmm. even worse, you know. Absolutely, divorce and then do it again. But Laura, Laura did say that she was glad I didn't do it. She said she wondered if I might, mm. and she was hoping I wouldn't because it was so corny. So yeah. I'm glad I didn't. So what did you do instead? Um, well, we. They, I suddenly realised we were spending. We planned to spend Wednesday evening together. Um, well, afternoon, obviously evening. You can't. Oh no! We're being invaded on the podcast by a baby. Yes. Hi, Judith. I just needed my muff. Yay! Victoria said muff on the book. Right. Judith's going to get her... I know. She's going to get her first dental appointment. Oh, how exciting. Yes. Has she got any teeth? Uh, she's got four. <clears throat> I hope the dentist gives a discount since there are only four teeth. That's right. And gives her a filling. That would be yeah. good. Um, 
So, what on earth was I saying before your wife burst into the room? Um, you were talking about uh, that you the would studio, do, you the basement leather studio. You wouldn't do it at the, you wouldn't do it at the weekend because um, Laura's parents would kill you. That's right. They would they 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 would hunt me down with rifles. And then you said that you were going to spend the night with her, and I said no. I said the evening. Yes, spending yeah. Wednesday. Oh, that's right. And you were horrified that we were spending yeah. evening time together. Well, the, the afternoon, the late afternoon. Well, I arranged <clears> to pick her up at six thirty and take her to church. And I said, to her, <laughs> I said to her. Um, that she needed to wear waterproof clothes and wrap up warm. And then come down to the basement. And not eat. That's all I said. That's all she knew. But she she just didn't know what was good, because we planned to spend the evening. We were going to the cinema or something, and I, I, I didn't want to do that. Mm. And anyway, so I, um, I, I had... Uh, from 4.30 when I'd made my mind up about what I wanted to do. Not mm. made my mind up about wanting to ask her, that had already been done, yes. but how I wanted to do it. Oh, shall I? Shan't I? I oh. thought I may as well crack on and just get on mm. with it. So back last summer, see, Laura got really cross with me yesterday. I should tell you because well, she came really cross with me, but she did. She was furious. She was furious, just punching me. Mm. The, her, she wanted me to tell her friends what I'd done to ask her for the engagement. And I didn't want to do it because they were there, and then it would just all grin and go, "Oh, how I was like it's so uncomfortable." But for some reason, I feel fine just doing it in front of a microphone. No, telling, no the microphone doesn't get a lot Thousands of people. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. But as I don't want to tell anyone to their face, no, that's fine. You, that, well, that's the way to do it then. Yeah. So anyway, so you. Uh, so we. Um, I just thought <coughs> she's going to be listening to this, thinking, "Why on earth is he happy to say it now?" Well, she can play it to all her friends. Now there you go. She, there you go. And every time, oh, in fact, I can play it. So when she demands yeah. that I talk about, it, just press play, and then I can go and yeah. hide in the cupboard. Exactly. Um, yeah. So we had she, last summer. She had a, a picnic. She described to me her ideal picnic. Um, and, and this wasn't apropos of any engagement. No, 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 not at all. She was just saying this would be my idea. We were just mucking around. I can't yeah. remember why. And she listed all the food she would want at her ideal picnic. And so for her birthday, when I was over, we were over in France, uh, staying with my sister uh, mm-hmm. last September. I got my sister to make a cake with all that, with a picnic on, because my sister's great at make icing mm-hmm. cakes. Yeah. And a little that in there. And so, um, but I'd always thought to myself, if I proposed to her, that's what I'll do. I'll remember mm-hmm. that picnic. But then, of course, it's the dead of winter. It's a cold, wintry, wet, rainy night. Yeah, so I thought pleasant. I can't really have a picnic. But mm-hmm. While it would be novelty, <coughs> it would be a bit disappointing. But then I thought, hang on a second, Brown's Folly. It's a place in Bath. I think you're into. I've got Gordon Brown's Folly. Gordon Brown's Folly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was built in the late 19th century. Um, I th- hey, oh no, maybe late. Yes, the very late 19th, early 20th. Um, and it was built by Michael Brown, surprisingly enough, during the, a depression where he wanted to give um, builders and manufacturers... The depression was in the 30s. Well, it was a depression. I'm not certain it was the one right. in the 30s. Okay. Um, I can't remember. Maybe it was. Who knows? And he gave them some labourers some work to build this, this folly. And so it's a very tall tower of no purpose in the right. middle of some woods. It's a job creation in, scheme. In Bath. Yes, indeed. And, um, and it's now abandoned... And has been tumbled down. They, the area is a wildlife preserve, and it's preserved carefully because there's lots of rare, various bat species that live in the caves and the hollowed-out caves from where they took the bath stone to build bath. Um, and I, am I boring you? <laughs> no, I'm quite boring no, myself. No, really. it's just yawning. It's not enough jokes in this. Just no, no, being it's serious. Right. Yep. So, um, and so there's lots of caves there. You can't go in anymore. Then uh, the first time I found, I found this place by mistake, just driving around mm-hmm. when I was new to Bath when many years were, ago. When, when you were cruising, I was just cruising, dogging. Um, when you find some nice places when you talk exactly mm. and so way of I found Britain. these caves and I was so excited about this place and so I went back there and there was a couple of caves you could crawl into and it was all very very exciting mm. um, but then 
over the years, the council has gradually spoilt the place bit by bit. So all the caves are now f- caged off with padlocks and fences. And um, there was a lovely cliff you could scramble up the side of, which you can still do. But now you're just met with a pointless fence. There's a public footpath, and then a public footpath either side of this fence <laughs> that's just there to stop you from climbing up the cliff. You have to use the foot the, the stairs provided. Health and safety, political correctness gone mad. <clears throat> I don't know. It's all very peculiar. So. But there is this t- this, t- this folly, and the first time I found it, it's very, very tall. It must be about 40, 40 feet tall. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a very thin tower. It can't be more than 10 feet by 10 feet. Right. Um, and there's a big, thick metal door on the front, and you can't... It looks like you can't open it, and you rattle the handle, and you can't... And whenever I take anyone there, I always say, try to, you know, can you open the door? And they, they'll do everything, they cannot figure out how to open the door. The way you open the door is you kick it really hard and it just suddenly bursts open. Mm. And it looks like it opens on the wrong side as well, it looks like the hinges are on the other mm. side, it's very strange. But it's not been locked off, so I can only assume that the council will think that it can't be opened yeah. as well. So you go in there and then there's steps lining the inside of the walls going all the way up to the top. So you walk to the top. Where there the was top. a mezzanine floor. But the railings on the steps stop halfway up where they've fallen down and the steps are crumbling, so it's immensely dangerous. Mm. Um, and they've still got a roof, but the mezzanine floor at the top's gone, so it's just two thick steel girders. <laughs> and then the top of the steps. And mm-hmm. thick with the, the walls are a good two foot thick. Two foot thick. So there's um, windowsills you can sit on. But obviously there's no glass in the windows, which is mm. to your death. Um, so I took Laura there before we've taken other people in. It's and just so, I love you, that tower. Did you just... take her up the tower? <laughs> yeah, to go right up her tower. But you didn't actually go. Oh no, we've been up the tower before many times because sounds dangerous. It is very dangerous, but it's also very amazing, and it's an incredible view. You can see the whole of Bath from up there, mm. which looks it looks incredible. <coughs> especially like we've been up there at sunset and stuff, and that's just beautiful. Mm. Um, so I took her there. Mm-hmm. And then as we got up to the top of the tower, we were sat down, um, I brought, brought out all the ingredients for the picnic. So you're the strawberries, because they're not in season. So you were in Brown's Tower? In Brown's Folly. Okay. And um, brought out the potato salad and the cocktail sausages. And the and indeed, because as referring to this very podcast, she also insisted that this picnic, there should be cream teas. There should be cream teas. So we, she, had a cup, she had a flask of tea, and there were scones and thick clotted cream so it was safe homemade jam so by this stage it exactly. was safe good. no one was in any danger good um, and so we, I, I made her a cream tea I made her a scone with all this <laughs> stuff on it and she ate that when, when she'd eaten that and I knew everything was going to be safe yes I then reached inside my pocket and said oh there's one more thing and at that point she guessed and then she threw herself out the window oh, the tower. Well. that's a very sad yes, story that's how the story ends <laughs> yes that's it yeah um, you didn't expect that was coming, did you, people? You thought it was all going to end happily. You've been very good. I mean, obviously, they put you on some amazing um, and tranquilizers. Yes, right. Very calm. You can see how calm. I mean, your your, your wife to be did commit suicide out of Brown's folly just because you asked her to, because I asked her to marry me. And you're sitting here as if I think the most traumatic, as if nothing happened. It's extraordinary. Well, I, I think the most traumatic part was pulling her body off the, the metal spikes of the kissing gate below. And and and. Finding a bit of clotted cream to dribble, right. dribble out of the yes. hole. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Oh, well. Uh, You'll probably find someone else. I doubt it. <laughs> You'll probably <laughs> die alone probably and bereft. die miserable and alone now. Yeah. So it's a waste of money on that ring. It's like <laughs> yeah. all that fasting, isn't it? All that fast. It's awful. It would do. You could have just gone to Argos. Oh, now we found some lovely rings on the Argos website, didn't we? Yes. We should talk about how the fact the Argos website shuts down for eight hours. <laughs> yes. When they need to update their catalogue, they take it offline for eight hours. <laughs> we just go just off, just off while we, we update the catalogue. I was just thinking, if I tried to do that with any customer, so, well, we're just taking off all your service. <laughs> That's right. It's possible to build a website without it already being online, Argos. No, you can, you just, can just build it and then switch over. Switch over once it's been tested, yes. <laughs> I love that they do that. 
some developers there has told them that you can't do that because he couldn't be yes. bothered to set up a proper failover system. I think maybe Argos <coughs> built bought their servers from Argos. <laughs> yes, that's where it went wrong. Yeah, Argos servers don't have. <laughs> that's right. Once you've set the IP address and the virtual host on Argos yeah. server, you can never change it again. That's right. It's done. That's it. Yeah. So yeah. So I asked her. I said, "Will you marry me?" And she said that she would. So that's good. Was there a hesitation? She went. <laughs> And did, then was there yes. a squeal then there was this kind of weird squeaking sound and and after all of this did she and actually she said like that, the ring in the, she said in the moment between this, this the, the, my asking her saying yes the thought she had in her head was oh my goodness this is actually happening to me <laughs> which I think is really lovely oh, very I meta, was thinking, a very oh meta goodness, moment oh my goodness I'm actually doing this oh yeah yeah. And so she said yes and then she very much liked the ring and she seemed to be more excited about the fact that it was in a nice box than they, 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 babies and ladies do yes, that that's right they, they do you buy them an expensive <laughs> present and all they want they to want do is to play, play with the, the box. box. Yeah. We used have that as a topic one week. Yes. Um, yeah, and so now she sports that ring. I hate hold, the, like, holding hands with the ring. always digs into my fingers and yeah. annoys me. Now I've made her wear one on purpose. Yeah. Very call, call it off. Me. Call engagement Yeah, off. maybe that's a better idea. Um, it's quite strange that I'm not marked in any way. And when you get married, have you got a wedding ring? I've got one, yes. You're not wearing it, though. No. You just divorced your wife. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. Never mind. Um, I'm also on antidepressants, so I'm fine. <laughs> You're fine. Like you. Um, but it's weird that I come away from it unmarked. No woman could know that I'm already taken. Mm. That's good. So, I mean... so far, the women of Britain are calm. <laughs> yes. That's right. They don't realise yeah. the full tragedy. <laughs> That's true. So do, do you want to get married to her? Ideally. You do. You didn't get. You didn't get cold feet. No, I haven't had cold feet yet. You did when you went to Brown's Folly. It's. Well, like I got a cold, cold bum and cold hands. But the feet remained warm. That's right. Mm. That's good. I tried sending someone a text message from the top of the tower. It took me ages to write it because my thumbs were so cold. And the great thing was the wind. The rain finally stopped by the time <coughs> we were there, which was really nice. Mm. But the wind picked up to the top of this forty-foot tower, having this horrific with no glass in the windows. Sitting, I'm sitting on the window. She's t- safely tucked in a corner where no harm can come to her. But I'm bounced on the window, so this terrible wind blowing through. So we, the candles I brought could not be lit at uh. all, which was a shame. So there you go. It was a romantic gesture. A gesture. A gesture. A romantic gesture. Uh, and so you're going to be one of these people who remains engaged for fifteen years. That's right, fifteen, sixteen years. Uh, yeah, and, and then. You can never actually get married just be constantly engaged she's no longer your girlfriend of course I know we realised that almost straight away one of the first which is things good because girlfriend is such a vile you can term no, you, I said you can no longer call me a boyfriend I said I've no longer got a girlfriend does that mean I can get a new one was one of the first things I said to her after she agreed to marry me <laughs> I said yes <laughs> well of course I don't think it's unreasonable you're not allowed to have two girlfriends at once that's no. an established rule but yeah. when you have no girlfriend you're allowed exactly. to have one yeah. exactly and if the other ring turns up yes exactly <laughs> It's you perfect. Know, fiance A and fiance B. <laughs> Back up. There's nothing wrong with having a contingency plan. No, exactly. It's yeah. true. So there you go. Um, so that's all done. And then we went to a pub to your disgust to have dinner. Now, why do you go to these pubs? Because you, well, you claim not to like them, and yet you keep going. I don't to like them. to go to a pub for a drink. That'd be awful. But this is the you know one of these pub restaurants, one of these places that just say it's a really it's the George in, in, in Barthampton it's a really nice yes, place yes I know I've, full of you've, pokey you've, little corridors you've, take, you've taken me there places. and made me have a chicken burger yes <laughs> Nick went I don't like chicken burgers I'm going to order one in order that he could be disappointed with his lunch and? and you were disappointed yes I think you were actually slightly less disappointed than you wanted to be I think you were a bit disappointed Which... that it was quite nice <laughs> yeah well, it so was... either way you met with disapp- the disappointment you so desperately craved indeed we did Oh, well, it's nice to know that you're you're dealt with now. That's right, I'm taken. I'm taken. 
So all the listeners will be just deadly disappointed. I can imagine. Can you imagine they're all throwing themselves out of their upstairs windows now? Yes, indeed. Utterly distraught. Well, there's still time to ruin it to murder her. So wait, I'm single again. Yes, indeed. Before. Lock her in this some dungeon. Please, please don't murder Laura. I'd be really quite sad if that happened. No, well, yeah, for a while. Um, <laughs> I'll get over it. Yeah, but, well, you would. I mean, it would of take a long you time, would. and you need you need a lot of counselling. But you would get over it. Probably. Three or four weeks. Yeah, I'd be able to start dating again. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's right. And, you know, sympathy Support dating. It'll be also be quite good. Oh, my girlfriend was murdered. My fiance exactly. was murdered. I, I need a shoulder to cry on. It's not like I can stop giving th- people ideas. Everybody's going to do it now. It's not like I can go for that long <laughs> without without touching a boob. Exactly. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, it's rules to life. It's, a man has needs. A man has needs. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, that's a horrible thing to say. A man has needs. <laughs> it's, it's one of those phrases you only hear on television. Do you think anybody actually yes. says it? A man, has needs. a man has needs. Well, I need food, shelter, and and liquid. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're drinking coffee at the moment. Drinking coffee. I like to drink coffee out of a plastic flask. Well, that's one of your needs sorted mm-hmm. out. I noticed that after my prompting, you um, became slightly annoyed by your MP again. Oh, yes. Well, you say you're prompting, but you're alerting to me to what he'd done wrong. Which yes. only happened like an hour before. I think we need to tell everybody again, just so that they oh, can be disgusted I'm with your so MP. I'm so bored of how much I don't like the Liberal Democrats. <laughs> it's, not they my, keep... it's not my MP. It's all the Liberal Democrats but one they keep do- disgusted with. But that was so peculiar. I thought, why did only one, and why, only one abstain from the let's privatise the NHS mm-hmm. bill? Why did only one abstain? Why did the rest just sheep their way through it? I don't understand that. It is, it, they, they it's like Stepford Wives. They must of. have the most incredible whips. Mm. Who knew? Yeah. The, the Liberal Dems had the best whips. I don't know what's going so on. So they all, including your MP, voted to privatise the National Health Service. That's right. The same MP who's been bullshitting about saving some hospital for its cancer department has been making a tremendous fuss about this for yes. months and months. It's just quite happy then to screw over the entire and system. And now saying, saying, oh, well, never mind. I mean, you can just bid, screw this hospital. You can just bid for the lowest. Um, what, what they're saying is going to happen is that, of course, the GPs who are being put in charge of <coughs> all basically yes. the full budget, naturally they can't do the admin themselves. Mm-hmm. So a bit busy telling people to take yeah, two of these and see exactly. them in the morning. So what they are doing, and, and apparently a lot of people are lining up, coincidentally, you know, management consultancy firms, medical firms from America and so on, who coincidentally have given a little bit, a little bit of cash to the Conservative Party. Oh, yeah, just a Coincidentally, yes. are all lining up, getting ready to do all this work at only, at only about two or three times the price of it being done internally at the moment. Well, that's much better. Um, so they will basically be outsourced. <coughs> and then the other provision is that we get to outsource all our health care to the cheapest bidder. Now, apparently, what's going to happen initially mm-hmm. is that a lot of these organisations, these American healthcare providers in particular, are going to do loss leaders. They are going to mm-hmm. bid down, and they're going to do it the cheapest. Yeah, capture all the business, and basically put all the current, um, what are currently publicly funded NHS departments and so on, out of business. Mm-hmm. They will then have the business, and then they're going to put up all their prices. Someone on uh, Twitter, that clever. Someone on Twitter told me off for scaremongering. <coughs> The NHS isn't going to get privatised. You know what? Do you know? Uh, do you know what else happened? Um, I got a video from a year ago where um, David Cameron said to stop scaremongering about pe- <laughs> people who say that the uh, that VAT will go up to twenty percent should stop oh, scaremongering. Nice. Um, people yep. who say they're going to do things with tuition fees should stop scaremongering. Mm-hmm. And people who say that they're going to do uh, big reforms of the NHS. The NHS yeah. 
should indeed stop mm-hmm. scaremongering. It was it was Tory policy in the late nineties to privatise the NHS. They were very emphatic about it then, mm. and then they backed down from that when it really hurt their election. Yeah. Um, in well, maybe it was the early, maybe it was two, the two thousand. Was there a 2002 election? I think it was around then. They were really hurt by their NHS comments. Mm. So they've backed down from that and claimed they won't be doing anything of the sort. And then, of course, indeed, well, well, indeed. nanoseconds into their parliament. And indeed, we all got leaflets saying how they leave it alone. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, pretty much, I got seven different leaflets <laughs> to my house. All of them from the, all of them from the Conservatives, all mm-hmm. about the NHS before the election. Right. All of them just, you know, with, with a picture of nurses and David Cameron looking beatifically at the NHS yeah. and saying we'll leave the NHS alone we're not going to fiddle anymore um, and that's all they did and, then, and apparently they lied do you think we should have given them more cream teas mm, clearly they're they're doing naughty naughty things that I could have been a bait. fiddle um, somebody made an interesting point that actually the Liberal Democrats are doing a worse job at moderating the right wing lunacy of this Conservative government mm-hmm. than the moderate Tories in Margaret Thatcher's first government did. Wow. You know, you remember what she called Mm -hmm. them, the wets. Basically, these moderate one-nation Tories. And if you analyse it, they were better at restraining her than the Liberal Democrats are. Well, if you look at the voting records for rebelling rebelling MPs, it's the Conservatives who are doing the rebelling right now. Mm. It's the backbench Conservatives are doing a far better job of standing up to this current government (laughs) than the Liberal Democrats are. Yeah. Absolutely astonishing. Oh, it's, just, it's so vile. It's just, uh, I, you know, I take my particular ire out on Don Foster because he's a lying bastard. But everyone has their own. Exactly. You can, ch- you can, you can pick your own liberal... Oh, did he ever copy. reply probably to your email? No, he didn't. I, I wrote this first email which I put on my blog, uh, my letter to him, explaining, you know, how dis- distraught I was with his decisions. And, and then, remember, I predicted I, what his reply would well, be Well, like. yes, you did. Mm-hmm. And I finished it by saying, if your plan is to send me a form reply, please just do not reply at all, yeah. as it would be far more insulting to receive that than nothing. Yeah. And of course, I got sent a form reply, <laughs> yes. which was delightful, and which contradicted, we, which well. which basically had all the things that you had preempted. That's in right. Your, yeah, you know, exactly. Like, don't tell me this. Don't say this. And don't so say this. Said, said them all. Yeah. And then, so I wrote a second email to him. Um, this time, a lot more strongly worded, not offensively worded, no. but much more strongly worded, saying, and and he just didn't reply at all. Just ignored that, and he ignores any time I like. He he likes to tweet things. Like mm. he likes to tweet. I have just signed a pledge saying I'll do. I always do this. signed a pledge, has That's he? That's right. And like I, other pledges, he's signed. He signed an early day motion in support of something or yeah. other, and I replied saying, "So you won't be supporting that in any conceivable <laughs> way at all?" Then just, just get ignored. Yeah. And then recently, he repl- he posted saying how proud he was of the Liberal Democrats in this government. Liber- they, they stood up for liberty. Yes. And I, and I I asked him if that if he was joking, and he didn't find time to reply to that either. <laughs> no. um, yeah. So he doesn't like replying. He only likes to reply to these constituents, constituents who agree with him. Sycophantic constituents. Just, oh, he just makes me but, so angry. But here's, but, but here's the question. I know we've sort of discussed it before, but it still remains interesting to me. Do you believe that he was always basically a mendacious man, a cynical man who had put on a front for all this time? I do it, now, because, yes. it, because it worked. Mm-hmm. Or do you believe that suddenly something cracked and he just suddenly said, well, screw it, we're in, we're in, hooray. I know he's in his final term. So, you know, and the, the adage that as with, with age comes uh, moving more to the right, so it's mm. possible that he's just drifting his way over to becoming a cantankerous old right-wing idiot. Yes, um, but he's also in his final term, so again, it doesn't really matter what he does, he's not going to stand for re-election. Mm. But at that point, you think he would be released with a, a, a real sense of liberty. 
Mm. And you, you would think that actually he would want to be remembered as somebody exactly. great in his And he stood up against the corruption and stood for the values he had lied about having, about yeah. having before. Ironically, even if he hadn't believed in them. Mm-hmm. Um, unless, and I, my only theory now is either he's hoping for a cabinet position and will stay on, because mm. he's, he's doing, he's very highly ranked now amongst the Lib Dems. He's being, he's being used quite a lot for TV stuff. A good, po- ah, a good position in the Lords, perhaps. So, and that, or he's looking for a peerage. Yeah. Um, and I imagine it has to be, surely. Two, which just makes him... Because the, the, the brown nosing way he's acting, mm-hmm. usually one brown nose of something like a peerage, doesn't mm-hmm. it? That's probably so. Everybody, um, keep your eye out for Lord Lord Foster of Bath. Mm-hmm. He's gone out of scum. I'm afraid there's no better word. No, I'm shocked. And, and again, I'm so angry because I said before the election I encourage people who don't even vote normally mm. to get out and vote for this guy, and I showed him their voting his showed him them his voting record and explained why he was such a a decent guy and showed him the letters that he'd written me in support of various important matters. Yeah. And it turned out he's just a lying scumbag. We need to um, apologise for the weird. Oh, the noise of our eating. And the, because we're, we're, eating, we're currently consuming. You put runts next to me and they're too delicious. I'm going to take lunch on you. Should we take them away from Willy me? Wonka's runts. Everybody should have a runt. That's right. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So, tell me. It's been a very serious podcast so far, uh, talking uh, uh, about my, my, my impending nuptials and. Nuptials. Nuptials? I prefer. Because in Latin it's nuptias, so okay. I prefer nuptials. Um, I'd like to do a bit of cow slaying then, meticulous sacred ones. Okay. Um, uh, what, what, what brings us up is I was listening to BBC Radio 7 the other mm. morning, it just happened to turn on, and um, Round the Horn came on. Yes. And it was just flaccid rubbish. Well, some of the episodes, I've not heard all of them, obviously, because there's 800 million episodes, but some of them are very funny. No, no, but I that's Kenneth the point. Horn has a lovely, mellifluous voice. He has a nice voice, but actually the jokes were pathetically puny, at best. Now you can... But a lot uh, of I like, think you make allowances for it. A lot it. of those jokes are bad on purpose. No, but I think you make allowances for it. No, I Which you would I not do. to... I and think, that's why I'm talking about slaying what about cows. The, um, what about Kenneth Williams' contributions? Well, Rambling Sid Rumpo and... I love Rambling Sid Rumpo. I think that's very funny. Uh, and and um, Julian and Sandy. Rocking. And Julian Sandy is less funny, but sometimes quite good. Sure, right, Kenneth Horn playing the straight man to Julian <coughs> Sandy works quite well. It would be considered tame rum- tame nonsense. To it me. is tame. At well, best. It, well, I'm considering... I'm, since I wasn't alive at it, in it during its broadcast, I can only listen to it today. Exactly, so you're giving and it the benefit of the doubt. No, I'm listening. I'm just listening. I'm listening to it If today. it were broadcast... Today and recorded mm-hmm. if it this were, afternoon. Then yes. you would think, what is this rubbish? No, I re- compared to the majority of comedy on Radio Four. No, I wouldn't. I would think it was something refreshingly entertaining. It's not guffaw out loud funny. It's not satire. It's not. It's not brilliant. But it was genuinely. Ent- I found it. I still find it entertaining to hear when mm-hmm. I occasionally hear it, and a heck of a lot more entertaining and, than and the what, vast, vast majority of stuff at six thirty on Radio. And what Four. about Hancock's Half Hour? That's I've never enjoyed. No, I just I think it. You can see how it's an impressive feat of writing, but I don't think it translates successfully to to hilarity. No, but tell you what else, I don't think that's funny. That, that is that funny. What? The goons. <sighs> Talk about slaying. Uh-huh. Yeah. Lots of squeaking and shouting, but I've never understood. Exactly. And that sort of thing. Yes. Uh-huh. 
Well, I'm sure your father absolutely adored the goons. I think he did, yes. They all did. My mother so certainly did. Yes, it was they all loved the, the law that you had to like it. Well, can you imagine how refreshing the goons must be? What yeah. the goons represents in comedy, I do not disrespect on any level. Yeah. It, 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 it was so pioneering and so transformational. But I don't. But its flame burnt out very quickly. Well, that's true, and it it did its job, and it did its job magnificently. But I just don't find it particularly entertaining to listen to now. That it set free an entire generation of people to be Mm. to be modern comics was is a wonderful thing. The Goon Show, yes. Um, Well, what about? um, But obviously, it's nothing compared to the works of Highway. (laughs) It's sad that Harry Seacombs died. He's a he was an amazingly lovely man. That wasn't really necessary, was it? Well, his death. Yeah. No, not at all. Um. Yeah, I wonder what um, other comedies from that time do or don't stand up. I certainly think, for example, that Morecambe and Wise don't. But you would disagree with me on that. No, I, I've said that most of their stuff isn't good, but there are certain sketches that are are very beautifully written. Um, and I enjoy Eric Morecambe's performance. I enjoy his stage presence. Because you've been taught he only, to. He only has to walk onto the stage and I start laughing. Yeah. No, do you know what? I've never been taught to. In my childhood, never even heard of them. My parents never eulogised them. I only discovered them latterly and actually found him quite an entertaining figure. But I find Ernie... What is it Ernie-wise? Yeah. I find him so distinctly unfunny that mm. he'd sense, okay, he does kind of sour it for me. Yeah, it's funny that people do try and um, defend him. Defend him. They try and defend him. They try and then they start defending him. Yes. Or do they try to defend him, is it? They try and defend him. Yeah. <laughs> what, it, what it actually is, it's just combining the two verbs, saying, it's putting in brackets, try, defend <laughs> him. Yeah. But then say that, just don't say and, and is ridiculous. No. Um, what about the two Ronnies? Because you, you say I'm going to the fair, you don't say I'm going Enough out to the fair. What about the two just because ro- I'm right about a grammar. What about the two Ronnies? No, they're dreadful. I remember as a child enjoying the sketches and then being absolutely just distraught when not distraught, but just like, oh, why? When it turned to that awful, the worm turns. Or oh, the music. Sketch. Do you remember the worm turns? It was this ongoing. The worm that turns where, where women women would get in charge, women be dressed were in, in leather, charge of the worm. and then the men would have to wear dresses and clean the kitchens, <laughs> just, and they would such, rebel. It was. I guess they thought they were doing something. Um, well, they didn't think anything. They're Countercultural. But it was this incredibly retrograde theory that rather than any suggestion or even the concept, the implication of, of equality never crossed their minds. It was purely someone has to be. Oh, in the, the worms subservient. heard. Yeah, someone has to be <laughs> in the subservient role. Imagine if it were the men. Yes. It's like it doesn't. It's a, that they couldn't. Their imaginations couldn't get beyond the, necessi- the necessity of subservience. But how did you find them as performers? I found them fairly mediocre. Um, they couldn't really sing very well. They didn't. I don't think they're playing oh, as marvellous. No, not particularly. I enjoyed. I I think there's something gently warm, bathly entertaining about open all hours. So clearly, mm. Ronnie Barker had something. Well, Barker going. was better than Corbett. Obviously. I never. I've never. Don't think I've ever seen a whole episode of Porridge. It's very boring to me. Yeah. Um, and obviously, sorry, there's never been a greater sitcom. So you've got to give some credit to mm. to, to Corbett for that. Americans won't know what you're talking about when you say sorry. Um, I don't think they were. I don't think they ever tried to convert "sorry" to no. a for an American audience. Uh, I think most of the sitcoms of that era did get a, or, or around that time did get an American version. So you, you know, you, not all. Okay, I'm not getting the timing just right. "Sorry" was '80s, wasn't it? So maybe well, it was a bit late for yeah. it. Um, but your Steptoe and Son became Sanford, Sanford and Son. That's it. And then Archie, and then Thingy became Archie Bunker's play. Which uh, um, oh. Um, uh, that nasty racist thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, ha, ha, we're being racist by for a joke. 
Yes, and that became Archie Bunker and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But then they stopped converting, and then we started going. They the started going the other direction, and that's how we end up with Brighton Bells. <laughs> oh, what a, Wendy Craig's greatest moment! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone should watch Butterflies, though. It's oh, like Carla well, Lane. I mean, we talk about comedy. I mean, really. If, but it's like sitcom. It's really taking the com out of sitcom. Mm. It certainly is a situation, but it's just a, a, a clinically depressed family going through their miserable, loveless lives. And that's what she considered the best basis for a sitcom. It is quite interesting to watch Butterflies purely on the level of how morose and unpleasant everything is. All of Carl Lane's like that. I mean, Bread. Do you remember Mm. Bread? I remember when I came to this country and they had Bread on, it was the most depressing... Oh, God, Bread's coming on. Bread. This this family of... of I remember there was a porcelain chicken on. There was a porcelain chicken on the table. Yeah, the teapots put chicken They would sit around this table and just moan to each other. (laughs) And they'd all just be unambitious and depressing. And, oh, gosh, Carla Lane. Is she, is she still alive? I'm afraid so. Oh, dear. She's still writing. I don't think mm. she's writing, is she? No, I can't believe anybody would commission her now. It's very funny. Would that begin in the 70s or the 80s? Because, again, in the affluence of the 80s, it's very strange that there was so much morose comedy. Mm. Well, it seems to me that comedy is a form that really has a very short sell-by date most of the time. Mm-hmm. I one I can't imagine that much comedy from today will survive the test of time either. I guess it would I be it would be hubristic to think it would. Um, I think. Oh no! I, th- I think so. I'm trying to think what's timeless now because comedy now is is about surprising or shocking, and we won't be surprised or shocked by the same things in the future. Well, so. will the office be considered hilarious? Ricky Gervais's office. Yes. Do you know the US versions having their their Steve Carell, the lead character, is leaving, and they're going to try to continue it on without him. Hmm. Which would it seems a bold choice since the whole yeah. point of the show was about unless they're going to try to replace him with a similar character. I'm not quite sure how they think. That's well, the point about the office is that of its time, reflecting the sort of fly mm. in the wall documentary type mm-hmm. things, and when you don't it's know a that really long date, yeah, isn't and it? when you don't know that context, it becomes less loses something and loses something and loses something, and then more and more of these things will dissipate <coughs> over time. Have you seen talking of fly in the wall documentaries? Have you seen Come Fly with Me? Yes. Um... It's it's awful, obviously. I mean, I found it, I found it quite <laughs> frighteningly bad. I thought, Especially, I thought, I watched the first two. The first one actually made me laugh a couple times. Yeah, no, exactly. Episode. No, no, did I? Um, well, you watched my brother in the first episode. Mm. There were some characters, and as you went through each one, you said, "Okay, that's been funny. That's all right." Mm-hmm. But obviously, I'm never going to want that repeated again. Yes. That you've done the joke. Mm-hmm. That's the joke. Um, and okay, that's all right. What I did realise is that um, Matt Lucas is a much better performer. Oh yeah, than David, David Williams. Who's got co- one voice? He's got one voice for every character. He uses yeah. one voice. Um, and then episode two was just the exact same sketches done yeah. the second time. Yeah, and at that uh, point you realise no, that's ridiculous. Yes, that's all they had. Do we? I think we maybe talked about. I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast or not, but we definitely talked about it. Clive Anderson interviewing uh, Matt Lucas on Loose no, Ends. No, we didn't talk about uh, okay. it. Okay, and he podcast. asked. Matt Lucas, he said, now writing your sorts of comedy must be a lot easier because you're just doing the same jokes every week. And Matt Lucas was absolutely furious. He'd, it was already been a very uncomfortable interview because Anderson clearly didn't respect him and it was very entertaining to listen to. Mm. But he, 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 he got so angry about this and said... And he's like, well, Matt Lucas is also an unpleasant, litigious man as well. And he's quite litigious, isn't he? And he... Um, he, anyway, he blustered... Come on, Lucas, come try and sue me. <laughs> he, he blustered that... Um, so I've rather I- idle threat since you've not said anything for him to sue you for yet. Mm. Um, the, the, he, he blustered and said, "Well, come fly with me is different," and then of course it spectacularly wasn't. But what's anyway? What I was going to say about "Come Fly with Me" is that it's a spoof of the airport-style fly on the wall documentaries, which haven't been on TV for about a decade. Yes, exactly. It's a decade, and didn't um, 
uh, Mr. Finnamore tell us that that program rather gazumped him yes. at one stage. I think he told us that in private. Yeah, say. yeah. Um, the, the fact that that was made a priority over other possible TV programs set in airports yes. just seems absolutely devastating. Yes, because there was going to be a much more interesting airport sitcom. It was, uh, there was a particular <coughs> one pitched, certainly. Yeah. And to make a fly in the... Well, what... If you're going to make a spoof program right now, surely, and this is on the tail end of it, it surely has to be a, a, a performance reality show. Mm, mm. Why would you do something that has that went out of favour in the in the early two thousands? It does seem a bit it's like odd. I'm going to do. I tell you what, I'm going to do. I'm going to make a comedy based around Maureen from driving school. <laughs> oh yeah, brilliant idea. Yeah. It's just <laughs> bizarre. It's that old an idea. Yeah, um, it, 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 people have noticed this, but I guess. When those two say they want to make something, you just say, okay, then. That's yes, it. I suppose And they're so. probably so disconnected from actually what's on TV. They don't watch telly themselves. <laughs> so they probably go, oh, you know, I saw that thing the other day on Dave. I saw that airport thing. <laughs> he oh. says that he goes and kill, kills thing... his next boyfriend. And wasn't... <laughs> there you go. There it is, everybody. There is the Sue moment. Yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm quite sure that didn't happen. I'm quite sure you're lying. Um, anyway... Uh, I I I want to libel him as well, but I'm just not going to bother. Slander is out loud. Yeah, slander. I just wrote a little guide for um, the pixies for people contributing to Rock Paper Shotgun because we're using a lot more freelancers now. Now that we've now just... that you're diluting yourselves, you're diluting your brand. You're just getting lots of little franchises in. That's it's now right. going to be called in the style of John Walker TM. <laughs> just John Walker, but in quotes. Oh, I'm being a bit cutesy and silly, silly, silly. You're going to give them the little template. Uh huh. Silly, silly um, little intro bit. Uh huh. Colon. Yes. Um, bit of a rant about something. About something. Yeah. Bit more silly. Yeah. And then how do we end? And mention the game. No, don't That's do that. That's the formula for writing like me, is it? And what's the formula for writing like, um, for writing like Kieran? Well, Kieran's left the site, so the formula for writing like Kieran You've is, lost to, the is formula to write forever. a comic. Yes. <laughs> write a com- and what's the formula for writing like Jim? But the formula for writing like Kieran would be to close your eyes and just have, have, some, <laughs> re- have some really good <laughs> ideas and then just bang your fist on the keyboard like a drunken ape. And just hope occasionally yes. that... that <laughs> Through some osmosis or whatever, your your fists will just hit the keys that you're having the ideas about. That's right. Well. But he's having better ideas than anyone else. He's just just got to find a way to communicate them. Yeah, it's like an, a genius autistic person. Does does the new little boy have his own voice yet? <laughs> the new little boy. The reason we the reason we wanted Quinton on the site was because he so distinctly has his own voice. Well, what is his voice? Is so, enthusiastic well, puppy? He's, I've heard. He's very, he's, he is an enthusiastic puppy. You know, he's a very clever guy, and he um. He, what he does is come up... His enthusiasm is wonderful, but he also comes up with really smart approaches and innovative ideas, and that's what he's really useful for. Um, if you want to see how good he so is... So all you old men... That's right. A bit of Just uh, injection of you. Crap. It's like, it's like you, yes. you keep him around, you're the vampires, and occasionally right. you're like, oh, just take a bit of blood. just grooming him. Yeah. He's, um, he, if you want to see him at his best, read his Magicka preview for on, on Rock Paper Shotgun. What is a Magicka? Magicka is a, uh, an interesting game that came out so bugged that no one could play it, and so rather screwed itself. <laughs> that's a bit stupid. Yes, it was a bit of a shame. Mm. They maybe finished it before they released it to could have been one of the big exciting indie games of the year but mm. as it is i think i'm fed up of it because i've tried so many times to play it with so many updates and patches and have failed yeah i've had enough really that's it um, other people are persisting and hopefully it'll win. so maybe i'll go back when it actually works and maybe i'll get back have we done too much podcast too already? much podcast i'll let you off because you did get engaged thanks that's very sweet of you i am very sweet um but i don't have a ring to prove it 
No, you have so no ring. So we trained back to uh, Bath this evening. Mm-hmm. Because um, we relocated my basement to London. Yes. Because um, there's much better leather shops here. Yeah. Um, I, I could just pick up any old chick. Yes, on indeed. On the way back. You'll be able to on the train. That's right. Some old drunkard returning. No, just... some, some pretty young thing. Yes. On her, way, on her way back to university. Yes. Exciting and giggling. <laughs> yes. That's, that's what I like. Yeah. <laughs> If you want to congratulate John or commiserate its podcast... Oh, commiserating would be so tiresomely boring yeah, to do. It would be. Pod- oh, you spend the whole of your life with a prison sentence. Yeah. Podcast at rumdoings.com. Or you can just be amongst... I had like 90 people tweet me. It was really lovely yesterday. Unfortunately, everyone just said congratulations. No one really thought of anything. I, I didn't tweet you. One, You did. I didn't tweet you. Yes, you did. What did I say? I can't remember now. I'm sure you did. I didn't tweet you. Oh, your Victoria tweeted something. Yeah, but I didn't. Oh, you tweeted someone else. Yes. And me as well, because someone asked whether I'd asked your permission. Yeah. Uh, that one made... Actually, there were quite a few original ones, and that one made Laura and I laugh very loudly. Made Laura and me laugh. Made, That's true, Laura and me laugh. Didn't make I laugh. I didn't... I, I didn't. Which I asked with a permission, and I, and I said, yes, with provisos. <laughs> with, what are those provisos? Tell me. Well, you're about to find out. Podcasts at Rumdoings.com. You're not going to tell me on air. Bye-bye. Oh, that's it. Oh, yes. Tweet me at, at Botherer or tweet Nick at, at Bocky Dog. B-O-K-K-I-E-D-O-G. Bye. Ciao.